Welcome to the Sober Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Robichaux, certified entrepreneurial business coach with a background in media production and graphic design. I'm absolutely obsessed with helping sober entrepreneurs make their dream biz a reality, and I'll be sharing my best tips and tricks as well as inspiring interviews right here every week. If this is exactly what you need, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Sober Booze Babe podcast. My guest today is Nate Kelly, who is a recovering alcoholic and sober entrepreneur six years from his last drink. He's also the creator and host of the Sobriety Diaries podcast, and his goal is to share powerful stories of recovery told by those who live them. He's a big advocate in the LGBTQ plus community in recovery and host of a couple of podcasts. He does production work. This guy is busy and amazing and so much fun. Thank you so much for being here, Nate. Thanks, Brooke. We were just laughing. Like we're, I think you've been on the podcast now three times. So we're going to flip the script today, right? <laughs> yeah. I finally get to hear a bit about your story. I love I'm excited. It. Um, let's jump right into it because there is so much I did not know about you when you sent me over your bio. I was just like, oh, wow. Um, usually we just talk yeah. business here, but I do want to just kind of talk about where you've come from because it is such a powerful story. Um, what led to your recovery and then where you're at now. So let's just start there. Yeah, I think it plays perfectly into, you know, the the business and, and entrepreneur side of things, because had I not gone through, uh, you know, even a portion of, of the things that I have in my life and, and recovery story, I don't think that I would have had the confidence and sort of that drive behind starting a business. So I think... Uh, they go hand in hand. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as recovery goes, I think the probably beginning of my story is much, you know, like many of our fellow addicts and alcoholics uh, growing up, you know, I just never felt like I fit in. And, and there was always this awkwardness about me. So, you know, as soon as I found a substance that made that go away, even in, briefly, um, and for me, that was alcohol. Uh, I clung to it. You know, it helped me make friends. It helped me uh, socialize with people and um, feel, you know, like right in my skin for once. And, uh, you know, like any budding alcoholic, I freaking clung to that like no other. And, um, you know, it, it, it went from a sort of social thing to um, you know, developing into a, a really dark place and, uh, you know, a, an addiction that um, changed my character and, and, and morals and, and things that I stood for. Um, and, you know, really, you know, like I said, took me to that dark place. Um, in my early 30s it had taken me to a place of uh, really misery and like necessity drinking is how mm -hmm. I describe it it turned from like wanting to drink and having a good time when I was drunk to waking up and really needing to drink to you know stay physically well and mm -hmm. um it was New Year's Eve I was 32 years old and I had been suffering from like a dull headache really is how I describe it for like almost two weeks and mm -hmm. you know of course as someone 
deep in my active addiction. I hadn't really told anyone or consulted a doctor or, uh, you know, I was just kind of hoping that it would go away. And it went away. I sure did, but it, not really in the way that I wanted it to. I was at my sister's house and we were kind of just prepping. We were having a New Year's Day party the next day and uh, wrapping Christmas presents because we were we had postponed our Christmas uh, celebration with our friends and prepping food and whatnot. And uh, all of a sudden it felt like really someone hit me in the hammer uh, with a, or hit me in the head with a hammer. And I dropped to the ground and I couldn't speak and I couldn't walk. And my entire body was just like a, a mass on the floor that I couldn't move. And um you know of course was terrifying and and my sister was terrified i was terrified so she helps me up and we make it to the the er and i guess long story long but i had a stroke at the age of 32 as a direct result of of my alcoholism and just beating my body up for you know the better part of two decades and uh that was the start of my wake up process. But I will say I laid in, in the hospital for almost a month and learned to walk again and learned some cognitive function again and, and some motor skills. But really I thought about alcohol for four weeks straight and what my first drink was going to be. Uh, mm. And, you know, I wasn't quite ready yet, but, uh, you know, like I said, it was the start of my stopping process. So that eventually led to um, rehab and, and a 12-step program that saved my life, really. Um, and, you know, like I said, it, it factors perfectly into that business mindset and really being able to sort of look at myself as not only a survivor, uh, I guess, of the stroke, but really a, um, you know, survivor of addiction and a, uh, someone who looks at myself in a, in a different light now and, and yeah. having that confidence to take risks and, uh, start things that I probably wouldn't have had the courage to do prior to that. So, um, it sounds crazy, but you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my addiction. I'm grateful for that New Year's Eve day and that I not only survived, but I think, um, you know, started thriving after that. So mm -hmm. uh, I changed who I am by far, um, but I'm grateful that it happened. Wow. Well, thank, uh, thank God you were at your sister's house and weren't alone for that. Were you like conscious while all of this was happening like did you know something was wrong or are you kind of like out of it i looking back i remember everything that happened so wow. yes i was conscious but it was like an sort of out of body like i remember like almost like seeing it happening to myself um so yes i remember everything um thank god there there was no um vocabulary loss or like mm -hmm. uh, memory loss and I guess just frankly being like young enough for my body to bounce back and and recall you know walking and talking and things like that was 
um, you know, factored into uh, the recovery process. But um, yeah, scary nonetheless, for sure. I could not even imagine. And I, I know as like recovering addicts and alcoholics, we get into really scary situations. Um, a lot of us end up in recovery because we've hit some sort of bottom, we've lost everything, or yeah. we've just like completely hated ourselves. And that I feel like this rebuilding process where where you're like, okay, I get a second chance at life, whatever that looks like for you. It's like, literally I get a second chance <laughs> to, yes. you know, relearn how to walk, talk. Um, you just don't want to take it for granted anymore. And I feel like that is something that is it a propellant in a entrepreneurship uh, for, for sure. people that are in recovery. We're just like, I know if I lose everything, first of all, I'm not afraid of losing everything because I've already been there. <laughs> so, yes. you know, that's I know I'm going to be okay. That's a great point. Yeah. Not much <laughs> scares me anymore, um, which I guess, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. It could be a good thing, yeah. uh, but a, a scary thing too. Yeah, absolutely. So what was that like when you were like coming out of it, you're in recovery now, um, you know, you're starting a podcast and everything that right in the beginning of that process, when you've decided that I want to start a podcast, I want to get my story out there. What was that like? After the stroke and after I had, you know, some recovery under my belt and, and started uh, living a better life and, you know, realizing uh, that I did have dreams still and that I had aspirations still and you know those kind of go away when we're in active addiction because we have one thought and one goal right when we're using and drinking so you know those goals and dreams started coming back and I realized that uh you know corporate America wasn't the only thing that I strove to be successful in so it started more as like in informal YouTube videos really um and i so i got sober in the rooms of a 12-step program and sort of learned to tell my story like in in that way in that format so i started doing that just really uh you know sort of vlog style videos on youtube and i kind of just got sick of hearing myself talking over and over and uh wanted to you know help as many people as I could share their stories and feel that uh, sort of success and that empowerment that you get when you share your own story with other mm -hmm. others in recovery. So I it was at the start of the pandemic and was binging a lot of my own favorite podcasts and, you know, thought, thought to myself like, shit, I could totally do this, you know, and I spent three or four good months really researching uh like the the podcast format and like the the platform and and pros and cons and tips and tricks and uh being editing and learning about uh the importance of you know your audio equipment and all that good stuff because mm -hmm. i wanted to make sure that you know i did it in the right way and i launched in a way that looking back i would still be proud of so did my research, uh, mostly self-educated uh, in the in the format, and uh, just turned on a microphone and started recording. I, I put a, a Reddit ad up that said like, "Hey, are you interested in sharing your story in a public forum? You know, do you have at least a year of sobriety? Email me and and let's chat." So, people quickly started replying to it turned on the microphone and, and started recording via via Zoom. And uh, 
you know, the rest is, is sort of history. So I, I sort of took that knowledge and those four months of, of self education. And, and once I sort of, you know, put the first podcast out there and, and started seeing some success, I was like, well, shit, I can help other people do this too. Um, and you, you were a part of, of that journey too, sort of figuring out how I would, uh, you know, reach out to other sober entrepreneurs and, and people who are starting podcasts and, and sort of help them shorten that learning curve and get their own podcast on the air. Yes. And I think that is so incredible and really, really needed because especially in the recovery community, people sharing their stories, it is so, so powerful. And I mean, you know that you probably get messages all the time from yeah. people that are just so grateful that people are willing to come out and talk about it. And so I know a lot of sober entrepreneurs that want to get a podcast started that want to get out there. What are some tips that you can give somebody that's just trying to like get started um, that have kind of helped you have the success you've had with your podcast? Yeah, I first I, I would say and I mentioned it briefly, but your your equipment matters. Uh, your audio equipment matters. You don't need to you know, buy the most expensive microphone, but I think do a little research and, and find what suits your voice and, you know, make an investment in your equipment. Um, I think that factors into my second piece of advice, which is the, the audio quality matters of your episodes. I think you could have the most riveting guest or the best content in the world but if the audio quality sucks i think your listener is going to turn it off um even if they're a loyal listener so uh your your audio quality matters um i i would say too to spend some time doing that research and learning the craft and um binging some of your favorite podcasts and learning the uh, format of the show that will work best with your content. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there are, are several, it's not just turning on the microphone and, and recording. It's, you know, do you spend the first five minutes with sort of a monologue and then go into an interview and then followed by a, a wrap up or, or is it all um, listener emails or whatever it may be that fits your content the best, I think do some re research on that um, and uh, yeah, pick your format. Uh, and lastly, I would say uh, this isn't necessary. Oh shit, I wish I had it close by, but I don't. Um, invest in a VIX a vapor machine <laughs> <laughs> and work on your voice and do some vocal exercises and really exercise your voice because it matters. <laughs> do you wanna share some vocal exercises? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> That is um, <laughs> for the for the comfort of your uh, your own dressing room. I don't even think we see like Madonna do vocal exercises much because it's embarrassing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I used to teach uh, kids acting classes and and videography classes, and we do vocal yeah. exercises. It can be really funny, and I do. I actually do some of those before I get started sometimes to just yeah. warm up your voice because you can. That's such a good point it that matters. I don't think anybody talks about really. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. So for someone who that sounds way too overwhelming for them, and they don't even want to like start a podcast yeah. because there's too much to think about before getting started. And let me just say like doing a podcast is a big commitment. It's not like Nate said, it's not just turning on a mic yeah. and then you're done. Like there's finding guests. There's like so much that goes into it. 
Um, the beauty of it today is that you don't have to do it alone. There's people like Nate out there that can really take some of that stress off of your shoulders. What are your services like and what can you relieve from someone that wants to get started, but doesn't have the time to put into uh, producing a podcast? Yeah. So we offer a full suite of services, everything from um, a pre launch sort of uh, masterclass, if you will, or a, a uh, education sort of going from conception of your idea uh, to launch day. So that is helping you do the research, deciding what equipment will work, helping schedule those first couple guests, um, putting together a script. Uh, so everything leading up to launch and then sort of like, you know, pushing the baby bird out of the nest. Um, then we also offer services once the podcast has launched. So we do uh, a full range of different editing services all the way up through full production. So that would be uh, myself sitting in on recordings and helping you book guests and writing your show notes, uh, editing, um, and or ultimately publishing the episodes on whatever platform you uh, choose to use for distribution. So. Um, Lots of different choices, lots of different levels or packages, if you will, based on if you uh, just want some help and advice or all the way up to that, um, you know, sort of editing and, and production side of things as well. I love it. It's so needed. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I would love before I let you go to know what are your dreams for your podcast, your business? Like what do you, what's your big goals with what you're doing? Yeah, I will say before I forget to mention though, I, you said something on one of our interviews uh, that's on the uh, sobriety diaries that so often, you know, those of us in recovery are overlooked as entrepreneurs mm -hmm. or overlooked for our talents because of the choices perhaps that we've previously made or the decisions or, or circumstances that we previous, previously been in. And I think that's so true. And, uh, you know, the sober entrepreneurs or the so sober people who take the chance to invest in themselves are some of the most resourceful, the smartest, the most driven people that I've met in business. So that's always stuck with me after you said that. So thank you for that. Um, but as far as goals, I, I, I think uh, my ultimate goal is to um, get both of the podcasts on a network. I want to be uh, supported by uh, one of, you know, the, the big podcast networks out there and, uh, you know, have the backing of, uh, you know, a, a larger sort of organization that can can help maybe get um, some bigger guests and contribute to the costs that come along with running a podcast. And, um, you know, it's certainly not about money, especially with the content that I'm putting out there and, and the reason that I do the podcast. But I think if there are people um, that can help with that sort of backing and, and procuring guests that can help just share, you know, those, those powerful stories as well. So I think I want to be on the, a network. Oh, I love it. It's going to happen now. You put it out into the universe. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yes. Which is also thanks to you. Something I've learned, you put it out there and, uh, it'll come back to you. So there it is.
Well, I can't wait for the day that this happens. I'm going to be cheering you on like crazy. You're one of my favorite people. I'm so glad we got to connect. Where can my audience find you if they want to get a hold of you, listen to your podcast, need your services, tell them everything. Check out uh, the Sobriety Diaries at thesobrietydiaries.com. You can also listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. I also host a a social media podcast with my friend Abby Jean called The Influence, a social media podcast. Um, and there's a tab on the uh, Sobriety Diaries website, thank you, Brooke, uh, <laughs> that lists all of the podcast be the podcast geek production services. Uh, so if you head over to the sobrietydiaries.com and choose the podcast uh, services, they're all listed there. Amazing. And make sure you're following him on social media as well, because his reels are hilarious. <laughs> and you. Abby Jean. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed yeah. with her motherfucking nails. <laughs> <laughs> she makes me laugh like that every time we record together. So yes, uh, Abby Jean is uh, one of the funniest people on TikTok. So follow her too at oh, Abby so underscore Jean. So funny. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Nate. And if you're listening and this was super helpful to you, make sure you subscribe, share the podcast, and let me know how this show is serving you. Uh, thanks so much. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got a ton of value and are implementing some of the new tools for your biz as we speak. Go and check out our show notes for all the resources and links from today's episode. And if you have a topic or know a guest that would be perfect for this show, connect with us on TikTok and Instagram at SoberBizBabe. We will see you right here next week.